You're listening to Theology and Apologetics with Thomas Fretwell. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we are continuing our, our live Q&A that we did at the Elevate Youth Conference and we're going to look at the next uh, most voted for question that the young people um, decided upon at that conference. So the next question was, how can I help someone struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts? Now this was uh, a lot of people voted for this question and it's, it's a huge question in today's society, particularly among uh, young people where there are, is, is a lot of depression. In fact, depression is the third most common complaint that people take to the doctor's surgery today and it's estimated that up to 15% of people in the UK go through it. And obviously linked with depression is suicide or suicidal thoughts and these figures also indicate that this is on the rise. Now I could give you 13 reasons why but let's, we're going to have a look at this in a little bit more detail. Now, on a broad sense, I'd just like to highlight that really the gospel and the word of God, as it permeates society, does introduce what's known as a culture of life. You see, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom. You remember when um, the apostle, when Jesus said to his apostles, he said, you know, are you going to leave also? And they said, where shall we go? You have the words of life. So as we see the gospel permeate a society, we will see a respect and a culture of preserving life. However, and this is historically, this has been true. You look at the, the great evangelical reformers of the Victorian age, and these are the things that they were involved with. And as we see the gospel scorned in public life now, as God is evicted and, and taken out of, of, of public policy, we will increasingly see a culture of death. That's on a broad sense. Now, let me obviously address this in slightly more individual and personal ways. Depression is a very difficult issue um, in many ways because the reasons and the responses vary greatly from person to person. Okay, so there's, there's no one real cause that we can pinpoint. Everyone has a different story because everyone is an individual. So what I want to do now is really just to give you some some pointers uh, that may or may not be helpful um, for both those who may suffer from depression or for those who are trying to help someone dear to them who is suffering from depression. And obviously in our group here with, with the Elevate Conference, we're primarily, primarily focusing on, on Christians here who are involved in these issues. So the first thing that I would really say we need to do in order to, to combat and, and address depression is to remove the stigma. Let me just say, suffering depression is not a sin. Okay, it's not a sign of a lack of faith or, or anything like that. And I know that some people are put on a guilt trip that it is or, or, or not. Maybe someone hasn't put them on a guilt trip. You kind of create your own guilt trip. You know, what's wrong with me? I shouldn't be feeling like this. That's not the case. Many people who have suffered with depression are great men and women of God. I think of C.S. Lewis and C.H. Spurgeon, Martin Luther, John Bunyan, Amy Carmichael. Many people have testified to going through deep periods of depression in their lives. And they'll also testify that it's often in these periods of darkness where God is most real to them, where he felt most distant, but when they look back on it, this is where he reached down and he touched them. As Jacob, he wrestled, they wrestled with the angel of the Lord at this time. If you read the Psalms, You'll often find the psalmist very raw and emotional when they're giving their complaints to God, where they're, they're saying that their soul is in darkness. And there's all these very um, descriptive terms that, that a lot of people who go through this associate with. So we need to, to read the psalms at this time. They give us a lot of instruction. So the first thing would be that. Remove the stigma. Okay. The second thing is to be informed. 
read what you can on the subject to help you understand. I've tried to my best to do this and we need to continually be doing this. We need to find resources from, from other Christians who have been through this, who, who still struggle with depression, um, from people. Reading the stories helps you, you know, puts a human face onto these issues and can give you real compassion and, and also help you to understand because if you've never been through these issues, it's harder to understand and you can get a, a first person's perspective so that you're more equipped to enter a conversation with someone. So remove the stigma, be informed. Um, the third thing would be avoid misconceptions. And this is a big one. It's two, two common mistakes. The first thing that we often do is we, we, we say that depression is purely spiritual. It's linked to some sin in your life, some, some deficiency in your spiritual life. Um, and this is a mistake. Okay? That puts people on a guilt trip and, it, and, it, and it's just wrong. There is a spiritual element or there can be a spiritual element to that. Um, we are spiritual beings as humans. Um, Martin Lloyd-Jones wrote the famous book Spiritual Depression uh, and obviously a lot, of, a lot of times these things do manifest in very similar ways to depression but the two are not exactly the same and we mustn't completely limit it to one. Now on the other side of that coin the second thing is to assume that depression is purely medical all the time and this comes mainly from absorbing the, uh, the secular psychological theories that uh, misunderstand the spiritual nature and the component of man. Uh, their anthropology is wrong. So avoid misconceptions. Uh, the next one I'd say would be um, actions to avoid. We need to avoid judging and being too quick to suggest a cause. You remember the story of Job. When things were going bad in his life, he had these three friends that came to him and they were very quick to offer their advice of why this was happening to him and what he should do to get past it. And he was they were not very good comforters. We call them Job's comforters. Don't be like that. Take the time to listen Allow people to vent, let them do what you can to understand the issue. I think we need to avoid phrases that trivialise the issue. Um, things that, that people who, who suffer from depression say, some of the most common phrases that they hear which are the least helpful are things like, just just get over it. Okay, you Just, just get out of bed and get over it. Um, this shows a lack of understanding and compassion to, to what depression is. Another one would just pull yourself together. You, know, you can just imagine you know, well-meaning people saying oh, they just need to pull themselves together, I don't know what's wrong with them. And obviously this just piles on the guilt and the misunderstanding and, and creates a, a larger gap between you and the person you're trying to help. Um, another one in, in Christian circles would be, um, what do you mean you're suffering from depression? You, you're a Christian, you're not supposed to suffer depression. Nonsense, okay? We all live in a fallen world, we all have these issues going on, we need to learn to deal with them with compassion. So avoid things things like this, these these little phrases that offer no help and, and being quick to judge and suggest a way to fix these things. Uh, it's not always that easy. Uh, the next thing would be to use what God has provided. Okay, If you are a Christian, God has provided access to his throne room through prayer. And now I know at times of depression, people have, have said that it's the last thing they feel like doing. They can barely move, but God is still there. He may feel like he's silent, but God is still there to hear your prayer. You still have that fellowship with him. Use the scripture. Use the words of God. This is what it encourages us. It exhorts us. It edifies us. Continue to stay in the word or get people to read the word with you or, or do these things. Stay in fellowship. Okay, Christians are like, in, in that sense, the, the body of Christ is, is a global family. It's like a, a fire of hot coals. Okay, we all glow red together, but if you remove yourself, put yourself, you know, where one, you take coal out of the fire, it stays red for a little bit, but then it gradually goes black again until you put it back in the fire. Stay in fellowship. Okay, if you're helping someone, encourage them where you can. 
small victories may not seem very much, but for someone who, who's in the midst of, of depression, encouragement when they do small things can be a great way to, to help them at this time. Listen to them, support them, and praise them. If you have a relationship where you feel you can challenge them, if you're, if you're noticing any uh, destructive thought patterns or, or behaviours, um, and just persevere. Um, this is part of the, the call of the body of Christ. We're, we're a family. We're told to bear with one another, to be long-suffering with one another, to love one another. Um, this is the call of Christ. This is what we do with our family. Next thing would be to understand it. It is okay to seek medical advice and medication with antidepressants if the situation calls for it. Be wise on that. Again, there's no, there's no shame. You don't want people being uh, guilted, uh, being you know, made to feel guilty or put to shame for, for seeking that, particularly within the Christian context. So that's fine. Now, let me just two more things. Some very practical things. These are, these are things from, from journals and articles that I've read. They're not from Christians, just from, from psychologists mainly, and studies that have been done on people with, with depression. The first one was simply by one, one, uh, one leader in this field. He said, the best thing for most people to do would just be to simply put down the phone and get outside. Get out of the little world that we create for ourselves on our screens and get outside. Okay, Exercise and endorphins and these sort of things. These can actually help combat depression. Eat properly. Sleep properly. There are certain foods that, that, you, that make us healthy and certain things that make us unhealthy. Um, and sleep is obviously very important. These are practical things. So, so take care of yourself. Take care of your life at this time. Or if you're unable to do that, this is where a friend can, can help you with these issues. Now, let me just briefly address the suicide issue, which is often linked to, to periods of depression. If you feel that there's a real risk, I would say involve other people. Don't take that on yourself. If you have a friend who's struggling with these issues and you're worried that that's a real risk, even though it may be breaking their trust, I would say involve someone else in that, another adult or someone who's responsible in that regard or a counsellor or something like that. Don't take that burden upon your own shoulders. Secondly, you can spend time in the scriptures looking at the issue of human identity. Uh, a lot of issues with, with suicide and, and depression are stem from a lack of, well, it's anthropology, really, uh, biblical anthropology, understanding our identity in Christ Jesus. Uh, because in him and in that relationship, this is where we get our dignity and our value and our worth, and it's far above anything else that the world can offer. And a lot of time people feel like they are worthless and life is meaningless. The teaching of scripture and the place of Christ and your relationship with Christ refutes all of that. So, so these things are profitable. Spend time going through these things with people. Um, and with all of these things, these are just pointers that may or may not be helpful. Hopefully they will be helpful. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please go to thomasfretwell.com.